Welcome to Theatre Club, a podcast in which we talk London theatre in all its forms, with reviews, news and booze. With every episode, we'll be drinking a new theatre-inspired cocktail while we discuss all the shows we've been to see and give you our top tips on what you should be buying tickets for right now. Is Alice this week, sadly, but the three of us will muddle through without her. Coming up, we've got our full review of Chess at the London Coliseum, plus Young Frankenstein, and the latest triple bill from the Royal Ballet. But first, it's Alice's top tip, which she's entrusted to Oscar this week. She has entrusted it safely into my hands. Um, <laughs> it's a family affair, you know. <laughs> so the top tip is basically the new season for the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, which comes around every summer. It starts next week. Their first production is Peter Pan. Then they're doing Turning of the Screw with English... um, Turn of the Screw. Turn of the Screw. Wait, is that right? Turn of the Screw. Can't be Turning of the Screw. Well, maybe it is. I'm thinking it's Turning of the Screw. Unless it's something different. No, you're right. The Turn of the Screw. Yes. Yes, It's very famous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Music by Benjamin Britten. Um, And then the next one is the one I've already booked tickets for, which is As You Like It, which is on from the 6th of July to the 28th. And I think that one sounds really cool Mm -hmm. because it's got music by, what is he called? Charlie Fink from um, Noah and the Whale. Oh, yeah. It's like writing some kind of original music for it. So, I I mean, I don't think it's going to be a musical, but I think there'll be a musical element, which I always like with Shakespeare when they kind of add. Yeah. So that sounds cool. Um, And then the next one I've booked is from the 3rd of August to the 15th of September. Alice and I have both booked It's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh! Which I've never seen. I know the film really well. Yeah. But I've never seen the stage production. Oh, I have, and it's fun. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And they've just announced the casting. It has Jemima Rupert in it, who I saw last in High Spirits with Angela Lansbury. Mm -hmm. Um, And Matt Willis from Busted is going to play the dentist. Uh, I'm quite a super fan I know you are I, <laughs> I know how so you were strange. disgusted the other day not disgusted I just find it unusual and I've always yeah yeah and then the plant <laughs> is going to be played by Vicky Vox who's like an American drag queen who does these kind of oh, po- yeah. really popular um, music videos with Willem and Detox Fair. two other drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race so I think that's kind of cool casting. yeah that sounds fun so I don't know how she's going to do it whether it'll just be the voice with a big puppet or whether she'll be integral to it on stage mm. the new poster's got her like on it so yeah I think that'd be cool um, Alice's other notes were for seating in that, so it's like an amphitheatre outside. Yeah. We went to a matinee to see on the town last year. If you are sun sensitive and you happen to be going on a sunny day, you want to be sitting stage right. So as you're on the stage looking out to the right of the auditorium, basically, and on the website it says left and right and centre, where it says right, go as far right as possible because the shade creeps round. Yeah from there and I'm so pale and it was so sunny when we saw in the town and it was just slowly creeping around and I was just leaning as far as I could to the left to like try and get half my head into the shade and it didn't hit me until like the interval it was that's a really good point yeah I've only ever been to evening performances there I Mm. think or maybe I've been to a matinee but it was on a cloudy day so I haven't had that problem but I would hate that I was factor 50 to the max and I reapplied like and I suppose you can't take an umbrella because you're going to piss off the people behind you so basically I mean a lot of people had to leave our friend Dan he was sat on the other side of the auditorium he didn't come back in because he was just so hot from the first yeah I don't think I could cope so i think if you're going to do it if you're doing a matinee go like as far right as possible when you're looking at their seating plan um and for little shop we're doing an evening mm-hmm. just so to avoid that altogether 
Um, they have their tickets range in price, but because it's amphitheatre, if you go for the cheaper ones on the edge further back, you still get a pretty good view. Yeah, I think the view from in there is pretty good from anywhere, really. Or my favourite seats are above the entrances, kind of... If you look at the map, it makes sense. Yeah. There's a little row of six restricted view seats because there's a safety there's a rail. But the bar's not very high, so I felt like you get a really central position, but not great for the matinee if the sun is out. But that's mm. the risk of Regent's Park weather-wise. They don't refund money if it's raining. Unless it's a torrential storm, they perform come rain, come shine. So you take the risk. So your other option is going on the day and buying tickets if it happens to be a nice day and you think, OK, let's do it. And they do usually have them because for that very reason, people do hold back a bit more to kind of wait and see and gauge the weather. But I've just booked it because I want cheap seats and I don't want to get there. Yeah, what's the price though? Because they can be quite quite at 25. So the cheapest, it starts at 25, then goes up to 33, sort of 45, up to 50 or 60, I think. So if you turn up on the day and it's a nice sunny day, they might only have... £45 seats left. So if you want to do that and guarantee yourself the right mm. kind of weather, but I've just booked it and I'll take an anorak if it's raining or yeah. sit in the right place if it's not, which is what I've done. I've booked right of the auditorium. It was the first time I'd gone last summer and if, if you're looking for a, quite a different theatre experience, I thought it was it was fun. You know, well, mm. I mean, I don't... I mean, I was... I mean, I love the sun. I'm like a bloody lizard, but it was... It, but it was the hottest day of the year, hon, as well. Yeah, so you just don't know. You're taking a risk. Make it. it as well. If you're doing a matinee, it's like a day out. Because then we had a picnic in the park afterwards and stuff. Yeah, it's oh, it's so really it is, it's nice to sort of, yeah, it feels very, very London. Yeah. It feels very, very sort of English country garden, yes. I always think. Very Englishy. Yeah, so that's the, that's the tip for everyone. Book ah. tickets or, you know, go on the day and risk it. You might have to pay a bit more, you know. Yeah. But I booked, and I've booked out of the sun, and I've booked cheap. Good. Okay, great. Um, let's talk a bit about chess, then, um, which we already, obviously, gave you our instant reactions while we were in the theatre watching it last week. Um, but we thought we'd chat about it a bit more, uh, a bit more detail, and a bit more detail about things like how we got the tickets and stuff like that. So we booked the tickets through Today Ticks app using their Rush scheme. Um, and so we booked them on the morning. They released the tickets at 10am and they're £25. I have to say, we did get the tickets in the end, obviously, which was mm. great. I found it quite a stressful experience. It's around. the first time we've done it as a group because yeah. you can only buy two tickets per person. So we kind of all had to weigh in. So we'd get two tickets each. So you've got the Today Ticks app running and a WhatsApp conversation running in conjunction. You have to do it that way. You've got to be able to flip between your windows on your phone. Yes. So at 10 a.m., I had WhatsApp on my laptop. Oh, Oh, clever girl. And Today Ticks on the phone. That's that's actually a good good way of doing it. So you log on at 10. It goes live. All the tickets are suddenly there and then they all disappear. Mm-hmm. Like quickly, it goes down from eight available, six, five, four, and they all go. And then you get put in a, a standby queue. It says all tickets in other users' baskets, like standby. And then they just kind of sporadically started popping back and you'd see them and you'd try and hit it and it would say still not available yeah. and then they'd disappear. It kind of I think what's really frustrating about it is that it says eight tickets and you click and click and click yeah. and click and click and they're just it just says they're all in others users of users baskets or you know you just can't get them i guess there's a lot of people using it and it's the delay probably of the app putting them back on people clicking it and you're you're just not getting them yeah so both madeline and i found yeah. that when we went down to just getting one ticket 
We both but, got them straight yeah, away. Absolutely. Because so I when you were going for ticket, two tickets... Because one ticket kept popping back up. Like, yeah. the odd ticket would drip back in. So if you're looking for one, it's a bit easier because I feel like you can snatch them when a few come back. Whereas when you're trying to get two, I think it's just harder to get two in one go. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got them, and then basically I sort of played the waiting game. I just had to sit there and wait to get tickets for Alice and I. And But sort of an hour later, I was just constantly looking, checking it. They did just a load more became available again. Yeah, but so we were wondering saying... whether that was because the theatre had released mm. more or because they had come back. And I think, basically, yeah, so you were able to play the waiting game. It's one of those things where I had... I had other shit to do, basically. Yeah. So I couldn't be... I couldn't be constantly looking at the phone the rest of the day. I had basically that moment I'd sort of carved out of my day yeah. of, I'm going to get the tickets. And yeah. then, you know, I had to get on and do other stuff. Also, there's so, a pressure if we all wanted to go and see it. I think if yeah. you're not that fast, I've often just looked throughout the day and tickets have been available. So if you're just happy to just check back in every hour or so, yeah. you might get them. But I kind of was quite keen to get me and Alice tickets so we could all go together. So yeah. I kind of had my eye on it. And then luckily the tickets that did come back through were dress circles. That was quite... So then that was what happened. So then Oscar ended up getting essentially better seats than Ruby and I had got from being earlier to get the tickets than he was. Worst thing as well is that even though we'd got one, then I thought, oh yeah, then I can try and get them for Alice and Oscar now. If you've done it and you've bought one... That's you done your shot. Yes. Yeah. You know, so even though it says again. you're allowed to buy two tickets, yeah. you have to buy two tickets at once. You yeah. can't buy them in separate yeah. transactions. Yeah. So I found the same thing. Um, but, we, we you know, them. we all got them. Totally. They're and, really good seats. It's a yeah. really good discount. Um, so it's definitely worth checking on. And like you say, if you're not sort of desperate to go that night then maybe just you know have, have patience, a look on yeah. an evening when you're free and if they're there then great yeah. yeah I've been checking even post us going I've been just out of interest um and they have there has been loads like there hasn't I don't think I've ever seen it sell, sell out mm. so and it, it's such a huge I think it's 3,000 capacity or 3,000 plus so there were still loads of empty and it spaces. was far from full let's be honest yeah there were a bit, 3,000, that's a lot of people to get into a theatre, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they if they put more tickets on during the day as mm. they don't sell, you know, at the box office in the morning or mm. things like that, if they put more on the app. I haven't checked Leicester Square ticket booth either, but I'm sure they'll have them. Yeah. As well. So it's worth scouting around because there are the empty seats and they want to get them... Yeah, because it's not on for that long either, is it? So. Yeah, or you could try buying really cheap seats in the balcony and then getting an upgrade when you arrive there. Yeah, that's also a good idea. Um, so it's probably enough about seats. Um, we already spoke about last week the fact that we all had a really good time. It was a really fun night out. Um, it's a spectacle, isn't it? It's a big, big spectacle of a show. And definitely. we all had such a fun time, even though it's got its problems and all the reviews, if you want to read them, mm-hmm. have talked about the problems. I don't think we need to talk about them because we just had a fun a fun time for all the stuff that was enjoyable, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like we said, if you've ever been interested in seeing chess, this is the time to see it. Absolutely. Because I think if you want to see it as well, you should probably go with Madeline. Oh, I just... Because <laughs> I think you'll have more fun. I think you will have um, more fun in general if you go with a group, because it is yeah. a big fun night out. Um, and there's just so much to love. I mean, we talked about everything, but let's... What what were everyone's favourite moments? My favourite like, moments... thinking about it. Thing, well, I thought, it's funny, it's like we talk about this a lot in the podcast, like, shows that stay with you. And I've thought about it a lot. Like, I've thought about 
how just seeing Michael Ball was so incredible. It was an absolute dream to see him. He was everything that I'd hoped he would ever be. He was, I was at proper goosebumps. The guy's just, as soon as he comes on, he's dripping charisma. He is, he's just more Michael Ball than anyone's ever been. You know, like he just, <laughs> yeah. is so, his persona's amazing. I thought he was absolutely terrific. My favourite moment of the whole show was him singing Anthem, that closed act one. I was crying at that point. Cried at the end of act two as well. It just, I loved it. I loved the cheesiness of it. The reviews obviously haven't been super duper. Um, the Guardian have complained about the lack of subtlety. I have to say that's exactly what I loved. It was in your face. It was cheese served cheese spread on a cheese sandwich made of cheese it was just sumptuous i really enjoyed the cheesy factor of it yeah i loved how 80s it was um i love how they kind of ramped everything up i think my favorite bit was the entrance of freddie trumper Mm. quite early on in act one and what they did there with the with the screens and the projections was really clever as well about how the plane came in and then he sort of steps off the plane and he's wearing his leather bomber jacket yeah. and his dark glasses and he's like a rock star and all the press and the paparazzi are there and he's sort of mouthing off and it's just it's just really fun and it's really brash and it's kind of big and yeah I just I just thought it was lovely I thought and, it was great and I think my favourite moment where they really utilised having a whole ensemble of dancers plus a whole chorus of professional singers from the ENO was the sort of Cossack dancing scene. Yeah. They had the sort of Russian bureaucrats in their grey beige outfits doing this huge Cossack dance, but they were all, like, getting drunk at some sort of office party or something. So they were, like, doing backflips, but then some of them were doing it and not quite landing it and falling over, and I thought the choreography was incredible. It was brilliant. That that bit was super, and then it lent, and then one night in Bangkok, you didn't know where to rest your eyes. The so whole, it was just a feast. And the Coliseum is, it's cavernous, it's huge, it's a massive stage to fill. And they did, you know, in your eyes the whole time, it was like, where did you want to look? And I thought that that's what I really loved about it. It was just such, just a feast. So would you recommend it to, like, who would you recommend it to, though? Well, so this was one of the things that I was thinking today before we did this, was that actually I haven't recommended it to anyone, and I think that's probably quite, maybe that's mm. quite telling about mm. the show, because in a way I feel I feel like it was really fun for us to go, and we'd sort of, you know, decided to get the tickets and make a night of it, and we were all kind of up for it. But thinking through sort of my friends and I don't I don't know quite who I would recommend it to actually. Well I would recommend it to firstly just that maybe a big group of people who are like we want to see something really fun. I'd be like, well if you don't mind inconsistencies in story and it's fun. And also I guess I recommend it to one person who I know likes the song, I know him so well and kind of is familiar with chess. I don't think yeah. they've ever seen it, but know the songs because they were around in the 80s. So I kind of said to them, well, if you've ever like been interested in actually seeing it and you like the music, this production's it because you've got a full chorus, you've got a full orchestra, the set's huge, the cameras, the mm. the cast, Cassidy Jansen with that voice. Oh, I love her. This is the time to see it. So yeah. Yeah. To anyone who's ever had an inkling to want to see it, like I could yeah. have only had an inkling, but I wasn't keen, but I'm glad I followed the inkling. Yeah. Because this is... That's true. Actually, I am thinking, now I'm thinking about it, there are some people that I know who are real musicals fans as well, who are kind of, you know, 
follow musicals and the history of them and things like that. And those are the kind of people that I would say, you know, get yourself a cheap ticket, go and see it. It's probably worth seeing it while it's on at the Coliseum, like you say. Yeah. And if you want to be like, it's like a, like you say, like a completist. It's like the musical, you need to tick it off. You have to have seen chess, I'd say, if if you are of that ilk. For anyone who doesn't like a musical, do not go. But if you, like me, grew up listening to tapes in the car of best of the musicals and knew these songs, knew the, the sort of the handful that are the most famous from it, I'd imagined when I was wee, you know, how this would be staged and then to actually see it come to life. It was just, I loved it. And I'd say, yeah, if you do have any sort of familiarity with the songs or, no, come on, guys, let's just be real. If you want to bloody see Michael Ball. Well, yeah, that's the other thing I would say. I mean, what? I, I mean, I don't know how often he does perform. I mean, I certainly haven't had an opportunity to see him before. I didn't know you are so obsessed with Michael Ball. Babe. Oh, I've seen him a few times. We're going to have to get you to recreate the Michael Ball oh, glasses yes. move So that's our well, other man. thing. If anyone is a fan of glasses acting when you're it's a quite a tense moment in a scene and how can you amp up the tenseness of the whole thing you're just gonna whip off your spectacles and look at someone really broodingly and then once you've come to a conclusion you put your spectacles back on and that happened it was like Michael had sort of come up with that move in rehearsals and then every other actor was sort of a bit that was wearing glasses in the show was maybe a bit in awe of Michael and were like totally gonna steal like his move and maybe he'll like be my friend and so then you'd saw what the arbiter did it as well and the other thing they've all got their 80s glasses on so that made it even better their spectacles are like big the big glasses. spectacles you can play um, a drinking game idea. just every time you see someone yeah. take their glasses off well if you were allowed a drink in the theatre indeed oh, god <laughs> let's not on. even let's not even bring up their ridiculous <laughs> policy again which i have since found out only applies to this show and their like pop concerts that they do at the ENO. When you go see ballet or opera there, they don't take your food off you at the door to the theatre. Why? Theater. Scandal. Snobbery, I that think. is a scandal. And people have been talking about this on Twitter, going, no, it's great. Like, don't let food in the auditorium. I agree. No food in oh, the auditorium. Absolutely. But if you've come straight from work, you've paid 65 quid or whatever you've paid yeah. to come see a show and you want to have your dinner in the lobby, whatever area, yeah. in the interval, get your sandwich out and have eat a it. Sandwich. I think it's. Cray. Not all of us are teachers that finish at half four, you know. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, there's shade on uh, teachers. You'll alienate our teacher stop. fans, our teacher No, base. I love a teacher. <laughs> and as two fingers up to the Coliseum, <laughs> shall we have a drink? Yes. Yes, yes, there's, yes, no, yes. there's no policy against drinks here. No, this is a sugared rim, because again, in classic Oscar style, it is a rather sour. Mm-hmm. And the name of this drink, please? So this drink, let me tell you what's in it first. Oh, sauce. It's gin, slow gin, lemon juice, and maraschino cherry liqueur. Oh, and it is called... Love it. It's, called, it's called I Slow Him So Well. Oh, <laughs> I love it even more now. This is so... right. If, oh, if Alice was here, it. she'd be like... Oh, and wrinkling up her little nose. This mm. is a this is totally me news oh. drink, Ruby. Oh, I love it. That is it's a good, sensation, it? hun. It's a lovely colour. Mm. It looks like dark tea. Mm. That is nice. Mm. I just wanted to do a pun. And I was going through everything in the show thinking, what can I do? And that's where I landed. I slow him so well. You could have had a 
No, I'm not even gonna. I was trying to think of. Yeah, other I was ones. trying to think of other ones like yeah, one night in. Yeah, what could you? Yeah, I was trying to think of like other stuff that you could put drinks in, and slow gin was the best I could get. It's amazing, hun. It's totally. It's yeah, so if you've got, two yeah. types of gin. How well, large? just a little bit of normal gin, just to like level it out a bit. Mm. Otherwise, slow gin is like maybe a bit too much. So just a bit of normal, like a uh, London dry gin. Oh, I love that. It's yeah. delicious. I really like. I'd, I'd drink that on the reg. Would you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it on the menu. Quick. Yes. Um. So what else do we have to talk about? I went to see Young Frankenstein the other day with my friend who came up to London. We wanted to go see a matinee. And we're thinking, what's kind of what's fun to go and see? We just wanted to see something fun, preferably musical. So I thought Young Frankenstein. I haven't seen. Um. I've seen the producers. I really like it, so I thought, why not? So Young Frankenstein, if you don't know, is mm. the, you know, the Mel Brooks film yeah. from 74, I think, which was a kind of parody of the sort of universal pictures, monster movies, like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that sort of thing, um, had Gene Wilder in it. So this musical come, came after the producers, the stage musical, in 2007 on Broadway, and it was like a big Broadway production. They thought it was going to recreate that success of the producers, which was like a phenomenal success and it just didn't it ran for like just over a year and the critics pretty much panned it so they've brought it back same director mel brooks has worked on it they've cut a load of songs out added a few new in reworked it and they've basically gone from a big broadway production which didn't work they thought let's scale it down and make it like a sort of vaudeville style production so it's on the garrick which is a much smaller stage smaller cast and it does kind of work for the humour because the humour is like a little bit, it's a bit, not juvenile, like some, it's a bit silly. Is it a young cast? No. No, it's all adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Young Frankenstein, it's just, it's Victor Frankenstein's son, if okay. you've never seen the film, is in it. And it, it's all very silly and kind of throwaway and some of the humour is quite 70s, some of the like, not sexist humour, but sort of the buxom, blonde girl and all that stuff. A bit which, carry on. A bit carry on. So I think scaling it down has actually worked quite well um, and cut, cutting some of the fat. But ultimately, like, the actual show just isn't... It's just not good enough. Like, the songs are just throwaway. Whereas the producers, I thought they'd written some funny, like, Keep It Gay and, like, some of those other songs they'd written yeah. around the Springtime for Hitler thing were quite good. Whereas this, just a bit throwaway. It was fun for a Saturday afternoon. We queued up in the morning for day tickets, which were 25 quid. So, it's a lot of day seats. I think it? it's too expensive. I think everyone is putting their day seat price up now that day seats and today's ticks has become a thing, this whole rush idea. Yeah. Everyone's being like, oh, we're making 25 quid. And I'm like, the point of it is, if the bargain is I arrive at 8.39 in the morning on my weekend, yeah. you give me cheap tickets, not 25 quid for the front row, and it's not the lowest stage ever, so you're kind of looking up. Mm. So, I mean, we did have, we had fun, and there are some really good bits. The classic Put It On The Ritz number was fun, and Leslie Joseph from um, Birds Of A Feather was very good. She Aww. was the best. Oh my God, is she in it? Yeah, oh, honey, was... you sold it to me right there. Jeez, I you could have said that earlier. Sorry, she was the standout. I didn't see Hadley Fraser, who was the main, and um, Summer Strallen. They weren't on that matinee. Okay. They were. They had understudies who were really, really good. But Leslie Joseph kind of stole it, and her number was the funniest. But some of the other ones, for a Mel Brooks thing, I thought that's not really funny. Like you can't. It opens with a parody of Nothing Like a Dame called like There's Nothing Like a Brain, and he's singing to his medical students about a brain. I just thought, other than that one line, you haven't really come up with anything else funny. Told this song together, so. But it's just, it's not it's not that great. There's better stuff in the West. You're not it's selling just, it to me. No, I would I would recommend wouldn't it. I would go. I must say, like it's it has not my bag. No, I wouldn't recommend it. Which is you know, 
it was fun. I'm glad we went and we had a fun time. Did you like it? Yeah, we both liked it. We had yeah. like a good fun time at it for a Saturday matinee. But I think if you were like, that was your one show you were going to go, there's so much other stuff on. Mm. I just couldn't put this above anything else. Okay. Um, what and else you've also been to the ballet, haven't you? Yes, went to the Royal Ballet with Alice. We went to see a mixed bill. Um, it's called a mixed bill or a triple a bill. A triple bill. Um, so it's three different ballets. And this is actually, like, for people who've never seen a ballet, this is kind of a, a good way to do it. And especially they'd pick this mixed bill really well because you're getting three different short ballets of very different styles, at least in this one. So if you kind of... There's either people who just want to go see classical or people who kind of hate this classical style that's a bit over the top for them. This is a good way to see a mix. And we went with Alice's boyfriend, who's not... I don't think he's been to ballet before. So this was a good way to kind of so the first yeah, piece what did he did he like it he didn't like the first piece which was wayne mcgregor and wayne mcgregor is a very contemporary McGregor, very favorite. contemporary this had a kind of cool score and it had it was all male dancers and they were kind of in these like odd outfits these sort of like almost japanesey baggy trousers and it was but it was kind of impenetrable if you like there's no clear story it's okay. sort of abstract <clears> and <throat> there's it's, but it had this tribal feel i actually quite liked it i don't think either of them really did but i kind of got into it, it had this sort of yeah. pulsing rhythmic tribal thing and then someone got thrown into a pit and i've since found out that it's kind of based on this idea that in or an image even of in africa of someone uh, throwing a gay person off a cliff oh. um yeah this sort of homophobic sort of so looking back on it like that, that's actually kind of interesting. This yeah. male energy mm. and this sort of building and then this throwing... I the... think I've seen that one. Have yeah, you? it's from 2016. Mm. And it was really well received when it was first on. Mm. So I just love one... his stuff. Yeah. And I actually, for me, with dance and ballet, I'm not really that bothered about the story. I mm. prefer it without the story, really. I prefer just concentrating on it. And I love those ones where... The rhythm kind of builds yeah. and the movement and the music. I just find it amazing. I there's think you no, would have liked this one. There's the, no the better way. way so there's no better way to see a ballet than with Ruby's mum, who will take the time to explain exactly what's going on to you. And she's done that for me a couple of times. We've seen things. And I think that's the only time I really would possibly be enticed into buying a programme. Because sometimes I, yeah. I see what you mean. It's like not knowing the story. But some, what was it we went to see Oscar? Was it Akram Khan's? No, who was it? At Sadler's Wells. Giselle. And then, no, it was Giselle. Your mum was explaining it no, to it me. No, it was Carmen. Oh, there. Carmen was God. the one when you were like, what the fuck But that's is what going I mean. On? But I think sometimes it's worse with dance to have Hi. a story that then yeah. there's all these characters and they're trying to build this narrative. Yeah. And it's like, you can't tell who people are. You don't know what's going on. And it's just distracting yeah. from the movement. So I mean, you know, ones where there really isn't kind of character and narrative in that way. There's a lot of feeling in her. Yeah. Well, the second piece was more story-driven, and that was a classic. It's Frederick Ashton, who's the Royal Ballet's founding choreographer, and it was the piece that he created for... Um, who was it? Oh, for Margot Fontaine and yeah. Rudolf Nureyev. Margaret so, and Armand. It's Margaret beautiful. Margaret and Armand. It's very sort of classic. The costumes are by Cecil Beaton. It's beautiful. That was really beautiful. And we saw Marilyn Nunez dance it, and she's... Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm but seeing her Ruby next is week. like now touching her heart because she loves her so much. Oh, she's the I'm best. seeing her next week. It's Alice. beautiful as well. I think what's good about it is that because for me, what I, what sometimes annoys me about narrative ballet is that you get all these kind of frou frou, you know, big company numbers that just go on for ages, and you kind of think, oh, just get on with it. Whereas that, because it's a short piece, yes, it's half it's an sort hour. Of, it's just all the good stuff. Yes, it's them without meeting, any them of falling the in love, without the, any of the yeah. filler. 
any of the kind of fluff around yeah, it. Yeah, you feel like you've seen a full thing but yeah, just condensed. And then the last piece was a Kenneth Macmillan. This was from 1974 and it's called Elite Syncopations and it's really fun. It's very like upbeat. It's got this rag, ragtime was like huge in the 70s. So yeah. Scott Joplin did all the score and there's a live band on stage. The orchestra come from the pit and they're on stage in these crazy outfits, these straw boaters and these brightly coloured pinstripe waistcoats. That's fun. And they're on the back of the stage and then the dancers are all sat around the stage in these equally like jazzy leotards with stripes and bobbles and top hats and then it's this kind of just series of like group dances waltzes duos some of them are like really funny some of them played for comedy some of them are played for sort of a more subtle and pretty and it's just a really nice gentle funny lovely yeah she's she's been a fan of that for a while as i have seen that before um yeah, and that was just a really great way to end the bill. So I think it's like, it's really nice. You've got abstract, edgy, Way McGregor. You've got the classic sort of ballet. And then at the end, you've got like kind of classic 70s royal ballet sort of Kenneth Macmillan. He's like, a, that's a really important choreographer mm. for them. And he really sort of gave them a certain style, but it had so much fun. And so it's still on, hun? No, I think it's finished now, unfortunately. It. Mm. And but then, to um, keep an eye out for yeah. Royal Ballet is always worth it, isn't it? What well, ticket price is like? Cray-cray-cray. Oh, so we got we did the Friday Rush. They oh, now right. do Friday. They used to do day seats. They no longer do it. It's Friday Rush. You log on to their website at one pm on a Friday, and then at one pm you just get taken through to normal booking, and you just have to search around the stool circle, balcony, and amphitheatre to suddenly have all these like. £12 and £6 tickets. Six oh, pound God, ones wow. are quite restricted. And we got the £12 ones. And they were fairly restricted. You're in the stall circle, so there's like a big curve in that theatre and yeah. you're on the edge of it. So And you're under an overhang as well. Yeah, you're mm. not front on. But actually, I didn't I didn't really miss anything. I got it all. And for, for £20, I think our ones were, um, really good price to be yeah, that low down good. in that theatre. Because you... they can be steep. You usually find with the Royal Ballet, particularly, the triple bills are actually a lot cheaper. Oh, right, okay. So they price those. I mean, that one would probably be in at the more expensive end because of the triple of bills, but usually, London. especially yeah. if it's new stuff. Yeah. Sometimes top price ticket for those is like 40 or 50 pounds in the stalls, so you'll get really good value tickets, right? If it's for more classic ballets, like I'm going to. Uh, Swan Lake, talking of my mother. Yes. I'm going with You're her going next, next week. week. I want to go first well, night. Alice has mentioned trying to do Friday Rush again. I don't know for what day she's thinking, but we could try Only and do Friday Rush. Mom. Well, we could try and do this. <laughs> Although I do know the story of Swan Lake, of course. You could try, yeah. But so for that, I think they'll be more expensive. Yeah, and this Swan is Swan a... Lake is their... Mm. Is their top price ballet? What's different about this one? Oh, they're going back to the tutus. That's it. They're going. They're not wearing the feathers. They're wearing the tutus, which is beautiful. Um, So, and I think it's Marianella dancing the first night. That's amazing. Beautiful. She's going to be incredible. They've got all new costumes, all new sets, some new choreography. It's going to be. Yeah. You'll hear it in the next it's, podcast. I think it's, yeah. um, what else are you seeing, Ruby? You've got loads of book, stuff booked. Um, I am going on Monday to see... I'm going to have trouble saying this word. <laughs> the phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. Um, what does mean? The hamster What theater. does it mean? Someone do with blood? I don't actually it know what something, it means. It's something it's about... Something I think it's someone who takes blood. Um, and this is a new play from a new playwright called Ella Road. 
And I think it's a kind of dystopian vision of the future. Um, so it's supposed to give a powerfully provocative vision of the future, questioning the value we place on one another, whether knowledge really is power, and if it's truly possible for love to conquer, conquer all. Oh, that's a, like, a, yeah. a broad state yeah, there. Yeah, the reviews have been quite good, actually, I think. I think it's coming towards the end of the run. Is it the Hampstead Theatre? I haven't been there before. Um, you yeah, it's really nice. We went to see Caroline or Change oh, That. Right. You'll love it. It's one of those theatres that is small enough that wherever you sit, it is intimate, you're close up, but big enough that there's an impressive state, like a proper stage. Yeah. They can put a revolve on it. They can do effects, lighting, like... It's a really good theatre. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. So I always love to go to a new theatre. And then I haven't actually booked this, but um, I've been hearing and reading quite a lot about this play, Red, mm-hmm. which is at Wyndham's Theatre. It's about the artist Marth- Mark Rothko. And this is the first UK revival of the play since Michael Granage directed it at the Donmar Warehouse in 2009. And at that point, it sort of, you know, yeah. won all these awards and everybody loved it. And it's um, been revived and he's directing again. Um, and Alfred Molina is also reprising his role as oh, Rothko. He's a very good actor. And the reviews have been really good. Mm. And I was looking today and you can get tickets for £13. It runs until the end of July. I want to go. So if anyone wants to come with me. I'd like to because I'm wondering if it might be a bit like, remember Art that we saw Mm. the Old Vic? In fact, the three of us saw that. I loved that. Loved it. And I'm wondering if it could be like that vibe. I think it's more sort of biographical Mm. of his... Life, but I actually, I really love Rothko's paintings anyway. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic artist. And yeah, just the reviews of it have been really good. So I would like to go and see it. That's sure. Interesting. But for now, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Um, we're at Theatre Club Podcast. And also we're on Twitter um, at Theatre Club Pod, um, where you'll find a photo and recipe for this week's cocktail. You'll find an impersonation of me doing glasses acting, um, Michael Ball tribute. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, bye. 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 Now take a few glasses. <laughs>